Hey, what's going on? You still alive? I'm kidding. It's Anthony Valadez 2020. And uh, somehow, someway, we are moving forward past election. I cannot wait for this to be done. I don't know about you, but I just can't take anymore. Every time you think this story has reached its pinnacle climax, it just continues to just become more interesting. And it's like that car crash and you can't help but to look and see the gore. And that's the way I would describe what is happening today. But you've got Public Space Podcast to help you get through the day, to get you through the times. These amazing conversations have been inspiring to me, and I hope you've been digging it. Shoutouts to Coffee, man, and St. Panther, two emerging talents on the rise, and also the legend DJ Shadow for spending some time with us. That was really insightful. You know, it's really cool to hear him talk about fatherhood, something that I normally don't talk with creatives about, but he went there, and we went in, and that was fun. So if you missed those episodes, go check them out. Definitely in the archives. Again, St. Panther, Coffee, DJ Shadow. So today we're talking to Big Poo and Fonte, better known as Little Brother. And when they first came out, I was in college and the album was The Listening and it just blew me away. Ninth Wonder on the Beats. And they had that component of what Fife contributed to A Tribe Called Quest I found on that record. And to this day, I still listen to that album and it takes me back in time, but it's just a great reminder of the hustle, the struggle of trying to fulfill your dreams and moving forward. And after some time, you know, they've broken into the music industry, didn't work out. Now they're doing things indie and I'm happy for them and we talk about that journey and I think you're going to find this one to be insightful. We talk about their support from the roots, from Questlove to being back together and kind of re-sparking that that energy that once brought them together and it's just, it's so great. So it's definitely something that I feel like listening to in 2020 despite the weird times when you can talk about brotherhood and family with your best friend. Hey, that's what it's all about. All right, my name is Anthony Valadez. Stay close. It's all coming up. It is Public Space Podcasts. Here's my conversation with Little Brother. It's Anthony Valadez hanging out with Little Brother out at Venice Beach. How are you guys doing today? Man, I ain't been here in a long time. Long, long time. <laughs> long time. Yeah. Nah, this is this is this is full circle right here. Like, this is our uh, first time we came to LA. Uh, we came out here and uh, we was with Benny B, mm-hmm. uh, ABB, and um, we was just walking around the beach. We saw Evidence. We went by Evidence Crib yeah. and saw porn star Julian St. Jocks <laughs> out here. He Reading a book about weed. About weed. Yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah. he this, was ahead of the game. This is, this is like 02. <laughs> <laughs> I love environment. How much has environment played a factor in terms of recording your new music? I know that there's a lot of components, but I'm specifically curious about environments uh i think it plays a big part i mean it i mean you gotta have what you you gotta have something to say first mm-hmm. and foremost but um you know we recorded at my crib and so which is i mean i've been recording at home for like the past decade but you know it was uh the first time we had been in the same space together in a long time mm-hmm. and uh we just made a point for this record we like you know we're gonna do everything together so we wrote everything together you know tracked all the vocals you know together I you know mixed everything while Pooh's in the room and so um, you know man it was just really um, every step of the way like we were checking in with each other like yo you, you like this you like this that cool you fuck with that you know what I mean yeah. so we was on it like that and that being able to do it at home in that pace mm-hmm. it gave us opportunity I think to live really live with each other you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying in the process of making the album it was sometimes we didn't even do no music we just be watching TV or just like talking about current events yeah, uh, yes. going on the Twitter timeline whatever <laughs> like visiting a friend at his house <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what it was that's what it was like a majority of the time you know we work in between mm-hmm. the visits <laughs> yeah. yeah 
was that something that was different this time around versus the previous times and the previous albums? Very much so. Yeah, we've never done it like that. <laughs> um, you know, it, uh, for the previous stuff, it was always it was just it was focused on the work. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And 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 although you know, even this time, you know, we have lives outside of each other. But we made it a point to it for it not to just be about work. Yeah. Let's go around. And I think that was a major difference in you know, and that's something we've never done. Like I said, we've always focused on okay, what's the task at hand? Let's get the task done. All right man, I'll check you later. Yeah. You know? And and we didn't do it like that this go around and I and you can hear it, you can feel it and you know, it, it definitely it meant a lot for our relationship. You yeah, know, and they meant a lot for this album as well. You mentioned feeling. I like that because from track one on to the last track, there's a lot of feeling. You guys are saying a lot of things. There's growing, and I feel like nobody has documented that better than Little Brother. Maybe even Jay Z, but you guys. I mean, that's that's a great uh, someone to share that space with Jay Z. Uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think you know the thing that I'm I'm really liking, man, is that our fans are growing with us, and it's very often you'll see a lot of times your fans. You know, people can grow out of bands. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, I used to listen to them when I was in college, or, yo, I used to listen to them when I was in middle school. You know what I mean? It, 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 was, it reflects a certain period of your life. But the thing that I'm most proud of and just most humbled by is that we've, our fans have allowed us to kind of grow with them, and they've grown with us. Like, so, you know, from the things that we go through, like, yo, I used to listen to y'all in undergrad, and, yo, I remember when I first got married, I was listening to this album, and then... You know what I'm saying? When we had my kid, I was listening to this. And now, you know, the new record, I'm listening to this now. I'll be listening to it on my way to work. You know what I mean? It's 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 just, you know, man, that, that's not something, particularly in hip-hop. Yeah. And, and when, some, when hip-hop is viewed as a young man's game and, you know, growing older is not something that is really viewed with... It's not sexy. Yeah, it ain't sexy. It's not something that's viewed with any kind of, you know, respect or anything. You know, to be able to have that in hip-hop, you know what I mean? To be able to do that and say, you know, it's people at the shoulders like, yo, I saw y'all 15 years ago at this venue and I'm back now with my son. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm bringing him like that. I mean, man, come on. Like, you, you can't. That's yeah. money can't buy that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you both are very vocal about the, the growing on this record. You I mean, you talk about credit scores, Fonte. <laughs> you, you, you talk about um, there's a line in one of the songs where you almost had to deal dope to get by oh yeah, yeah, yeah so how would you if you would have gone that route you think you would have been a good dope dealer or like eh? <laughs> nah I'm scared to go to jail <laughs> me uh, too <laughs> you know that, that would have drove me right up out the game if jail is anything like this Venice Beach bathroom yeah, I, I don't want I, 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 want I ain't about that life <laughs> I ain't about that life at all um, no, I, I mean I, I, you know I wouldn't you know I took some I wouldn't. I wouldn't on the verge of dealing dope. Uh, <laughs> it's just I contemplate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I contemplate. Dealing dope, I contemplate. For, dealing dope for men is like stripping for women. Yeah. <laughs> Every man has thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Very few actually go and actually do it. Good point. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen. I've seen an example of what not to do uh, with my older brother. So mm-hmm. I, I chose. But it was a thing for me. It was just more so. Um, emphasizing the the peaks and valleys that you go through as an artist, mm. and how it's not you're not always up, but you're not always down. And when you do have those valleys, what, what are you going to do to maintain in those valleys? Yeah. And and then it's also about coming to grips with ego in that time because we were up, and then when you go down, the ego doesn't necessarily come down with you. Yeah. <laughs> and so ego still up. Yeah, ego, ego thank you still up. Ego all the way up. <laughs> We're all the way up. <laughs> yeah. And so you gotta you gotta it's it's, it's it's managing that ego and 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 realizing, you know, facing reality and mm-hmm. you know reality for a lot of us is you gotta go out and do something to maintain, to float you yeah. until you 
go back up. So that's kind of what that that verse, you know, was was illustrating for me. Yeah. And um, and I think it was important for people to see that or, or to hear that because it's this big mis mis uh, mis it's this big perception or misconception that when you start making music, when you get on, quote unquote, like you're just you're making money. You're yeah. making a hell of money. You can live off this money. And that's not the reality. You know, you go through years of people may know who you are. You become famous before you become rich. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole bunch of people who you know who they are and they have no money. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Famous face with an infamous bank account. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so, it'd be in the negative like a motherfucker. (laughs) I I just just felt it was important in that verse to, you know, somewhere on this album, but in that verse specifically to really. Let people know, like mm. this. This is what real life looks like. Regardless if you're an artist or you a mechanic or a teacher, this is what real life looks. And like. there's no shame in that, man. No, I think now. I think it's actually something that will resonate now even more. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know what I'm saying? Than say, you know that hearing that back. If, if we would have came up like in the glory days of music, like. In the 90s, like when shit was, when labels were just cutting checks for silly shit, mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I think now, you know, people that are in the game and they realize just how hard of, you know, how hard it is to maintain a living, you know, in a world where people have just endless options, you know, to eke out a living and eke out a following and out as an artist. I mean, bro, shit, it's plenty of artists, you know, this damn, is on Spotify, you know, rap radar, whatever the hell. And, they driving Uber, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or they doing other little hustles to make it, and there's no shame in that. You know, that's just what it means to be a working musician in 2020. And, um, you know, but we've been blessed, you know what I'm saying, just to, you know, to make a living in it. I've been blessed enough to do it for a long time, and, you know, it's been my only thing. So, uh, but but it's still real. Yeah. It's, it's still real. I feel like in a lot of ways, you guys were a 2019 year band in, 20, in 2003. Like, the utilization of OK Player... Was your Instagram in a lot of ways? Like it was <laughs> nah, your it was. It was. middleman. You were able to cut through the middleman with that. In the evolution of time and how artists are utilizing social media, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's 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 a it's a new day. It's a new era of how to cut out the middleman. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a marketing tool. Um, they definitely get you direct to customer. Mm-hmm. But you know, on the on the other side of that is that's it's a lot of perception and. You know, false, false numbering and mm. and things with that as the well. Fucking jig, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a jig. It's, it's bro. definitely a jig. It's like, you know, the, the thing about it is, you can have a hundred thousand people following you, and you come out to do a show, and there's twenty five people in there, and you're like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's like, yo, because when you're on the phone, it costs me nothing. Time, I mean. Cumulatively, it costs you time, mm-hmm. but in that moment, it really doesn't cost you anything to like something, to look at something, to go see what it is. It's yeah. not an investment yeah. at all. But when you want me to come out my house, mm-hmm. pay my hard-earned money mm-hmm. to come to your show that may or may not be good. Got to pay the park. I got to pay the park. I got, I got, I got to go hire, eat. Got to hire a babysitter. I got yeah. to drink me some. I got to make a yeah. whole fucking night of it. Yeah, the whole night. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is like, it's like that's an investment of time and money yeah and you'll see what's real like you'll, you'll see, see quickly who are the who who are the people that are invested in me versus who are spectators mm. and i think that's something that you know this the, the thing with social media like i was reading this thing the other day like when facebook got in trouble for like 
it, it was basically lying about their fucking numbers. Mm-hmm. Where, and it was just like oh, for the pro the ads. Yeah, they yeah. were like blowing their numbers up either between one hundred up to eight hundred percent. So it's like, are you doing shit, me? Like, and these are people. There were people who built their whole business model on that of putting a video on Facebook and seeing, yo, I got a million likes and or a million views in 24 hours, but my engagement isn't going up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting all these hits and supposed views, but more people aren't coming out to my shows. Like more yeah. like it's it, it's no it doesn't it's not tangible. Yeah. And I mean dude, it's yeah man, this shit is a this shit is a jig, man. All it's, it's you know it's the only thing you really and, and me and Poodle is something that we've always said to ourselves. Um <laughs> just as during this process to kind of keep us sane the only thing real about this shit is the music. That's it. The only thing that's real about it is like I know I wrote them rhymes. I know he wrote his rhymes. I know we sat down. You know the process of us putting this record together and doing it. And you know I know that was one hundred percent real. No fake. No bullshit. Yeah. The rest of this shit, dude, man, it's, a, man, it's funny, on, man. <laughs> math ain't mathing, as, as the as the African proverb says. The math yeah. is not mathing. You guys are full of so many quotables, both on the record and off the record. Um, you guys are really pushing the story, though. I love that you guys are popping along in uh, different podcasts. How do you feel about retelling the story of Little Brother? By the way, for listeners listening, we're uh, on a on a handball court that looks very similar to prison. Very much so. <laughs> I might just bust, bust out some push-ups just to just <laughs> to just fit so in. You, you know what I mean? Phone check. Yeah, I might need to bust out some push-ups. Telling the story of Little Brother. Um, how does that feel? It, it's what I'm trying to say is people still care, and that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Very good. I think not, not only do people still care, but it's we're actually telling the story of Little Brother this go round. <laughs> like, yeah, because we never did it before. We never, we never told the story. It was always like, we're not going to let you peek behind the curtain mm. and see what's really going on and how we truly operated or, you know, how what really was what. And, and, and you can, it's ways you can do that without getting into the nitty gritty, the dirty little details. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We're going to get into that too, though. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into that. That's coming. That's coming. You know what I'm saying? That's, that, that, that's definitely coming. But it, I think it's just been refreshing for people to see that. You know, something that they care about that they're finally getting insight on mm-hmm. because it's so rare. You know, uh, artists were, you know, made to like, you got to be mysterious. Yeah. And even though you have Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that, you only seeing a portion of who these people straight are. Up yeah. and down. They're, they're yeah. giving you they're giving you the money shots. You're not getting everything. You're just getting the good shit. So yeah. for, for them to get that insight with us and, and, and really start to get that detail and you can start filling in different things. I think that's been good for not just us, but it's just been good for people to see somebody willing to do that. And, um, you know, shit, that's right in line with what, what social media is supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it ain't what it is. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah, and I think, too, now just we're in an era where it's almost like news is... Like, and this is something I've always said just in regards to music, but I think it, you know, it, it deals with, with just news and as well. It's like, there is no such thing as new or old music anymore. There's just music you know and music you don't. Mm-hmm. So us telling our story, even though this stuff has happened years ago or whatever, it's new now to, because people are just now discovering it. And I think you're seeing that a lot on social media where people will bring up, like, you know, with cases. I mean, like when celebrities get into some old wild shit mm. and they'll bring up something that happened like 10 years ago and people are like, oh my God. And it's like, 
<laughs> dude, you do know we read that story when it happened 10 years ago, but they're looking at it now through yeah. the eyes of now. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the same thing. A lot of times it happens just with our story. It's like mm-hmm. back then we was going through it. It was like, all right, whatever. But seeing it now, it's new to a new generation. Like, oh, shit. Like, so how did y'all tour without Uber? Yeah. You know I mean, how did y'all tour without them GPS? <laughs> GPS. Like, how did cell phones? And yeah, like, y'all was and straight up and down. Like, they, it was like the dark ages. So, um, so yeah, it's been cool, man. And, and the thing I learned is that, I think me and him both learned is that you have to tell your story. And as much as I personally hate to do it, as much as I hate repeating myself, mm. repetition is like king. Like, you have to. Because it takes so long to cut through the clutter of all the shit. And, like, you know, even everything with promoting your shows, everything. It's just, like, you have to keep saying it over and over and over and over again. Because you just don't know how long it's going to take to cut through everything else for a person to hear it. And um, and that's one of the harder things, I think, you know, us doing it now is just... You know, back then you post on OK Player some shit, or you oh, post on MySpace, yeah. it's going up. Now it's like you got to keep constantly pushing the button, reinforcing, reinforcing. It's like mm-hmm. I'm tired of this shit, but that's kind of what you have to do. So it's been it's been fun, man. It's yeah. been challenging. It's been fun. I love that. Well, congratulations on the record. Much success. Thanks. And may you Thanks, guys brother. continue to tell the story over and over again to the hey, grandkids. Man. Hey, listen, brother. If they asking <laughs> shit, that means they interested. I, I tell yeah, them yeah. as long as they want to hear it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Thanks for swinging by, guys. Always, Thanks. brother. All right, that was fun. Yo, shout outs to Fonte and Big Pooh for hanging out with us and uh, just having a great conversation. Public Space is a production of Next Chapter Podcast. NCP elevates bold, authentic voices to enlighten and inspire audiences seeking truth and human connection. Check them out, ncpodcast.com. All right, y'all, have a wonderful week. Take care as always. Check us out on socials at Anthony Valadez. Would love to hear from you on IG and Twitter. Shout outs to Stacy Carter for his production studio assistance and for just being amazing. And that's all. All right. Catch you next week. Peace.